Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Savage Angle Podcast. A podcast of no direction, unfiltered, raw. Your host. Hey, folks. uh, Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about today, a lot. A lot to talk about. What's going on in the world of America? The world of America, as I call it today, is, uh, is I don't know, it's up and down right now. You know, you got the seriousness of the coronavirus, then you got, then you got these, uh, these crazy crazy, crazy, um, uh, rep- uh, Republicans. Yeah, yeah, I called the Republicans crazy. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know. Uh, the Democrats are kind of a little nutty, too, in my opinion, you know, of what's been going on lately. Uh, you know, as, as you know, uh, just over a month ago, um, about a month ago, uh, the Trump administration made an excellent decision of what they call it, an effort to limit the spread of the coronavirus. It forbled uh, most foreign nationals from entering the United States if they had recently traveled to China. That was a good move. You know, the move was immediately attacked in the language of uh, uh, cosmopolitan, uh, which assumes that because travel bans and quarantines are associated with things liberals considered bad, nationalism, hardened borders, migration restrictions, they necessarily must not work as well. Okay, question mark on that, I say it. Um, It's certainly true. It's certainly true, folks. The travel ban could not and did not prevent the coronavirus from reaching the United States. I mean, you know, you can close all these borders... You can close the borders. You can have local quarantines uh, to prevent the coronavirus from from reaching the states here. You can do all that, you know. Um, you know whether you want to look at the history of the Spanish flu or Hong Kong's success, uh, success excuse me, combating the uh, the coronavirus today. Okay, you don't need, folks. You don't need a hundred percent effectiveness for travel restrictions to be wise and helpful. Um, they buy you above all is a slower rate of spread. Okay. For precious time for preparation. So did Trump make the right call? I don't know. You know, did he make the right call or did he not make the right call? You know, 
you know, his decision on closing the borders from Chinese nationalists and people traveling uh, uh, to and from China uh, during this time. Folks, we don't know how long this 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 ep- ec- uh, epidemic uh, uh, of a virus has been around. You know, we're only hearing it from like the last like couple of months now, you know, a little after uh, Christmas of uh, last year. We don't know how long it's been around. We have no idea how long it's been around. All we have to do is just look at st- statistics. All we have to look at is, you know, a uh, uh, a so-called um, announcement of when this thing made headlines. You know, the thing made headlines, uh, you know, right after like the first or second week of, uh, of, of January of this year. I mean, hell, it could have been around for like the last couple of years, and all all we're doing is hearing it for the first time. Well, you could say that, but you could also say, you know, Mike, you know, the U.S. has really good uh, 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 good sources on, you know, uh, you know, outbreaks, viruses, and stuff as such as like that. Okay, we do. Okay, maybe we do, maybe we don't. Maybe we have we have the best people in the science field in CDC uh, centers across America. Maybe we have all that. Maybe we have a lot. Okay. Okay. But you can look at that. But here's a thing. Here's a thing of what's going to happen here. Okay, because this. Uh, this, like I've, I've mentioned so many times, this disease, folks, is really hurting the president and his presidency. And, and, and I can tell you why. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, you know, a short, what, eight months now away from the, uh, the 2020 general election. Just, just short, eight, eight short months away. Okay. This can hurt his, his reelection process in big, big ways. Okay. Because, the president can still be responsibly uh, held responsible for the urgency with which the bureaucracy uh, attacks the problem, okay? The speed at which rules get suspended and works uh, around is the pressure brought to bear on state and local authorities to take possible seriousness in this thing, okay? And what I mean by that is the president has to be careful of the rhetoric, okay, to ensure private citizens to do the same. He has to watch his words with this thing, okay? He has to make the right calls from now on to, I want to say, like right before November of this year, okay? If he doesn't make the right calls, he doesn't go into the right scenarios, doesn't talk to the right right group of people, you know, stop talking to your advisors. Trump, stop talking to your top guys there in the White House. They don't know anything about this thing. The thing that you should be doing, okay, is talking to people in the science field, okay, that know things about this virus or it's been around its its uh, uh, similarities, okay? Thank you. If I can't get more pings on this, I'll get pings for the whole damn show, okay? That's what Trump should be doing. He should be looking at advice or uh, 
or so-called um, that's what he should be doing a loss of words today folks I do apologize but that's what he should be doing he should be going to people such as the CDC he should be going to the top science guys in the field you know seeing what needs to be done you know close the borders okay if if, if he has to close the damn borders you know Mexico or just close the entire uh, ports and airports from people and have a huge travel ban for the next eight months to a year, so be it. So be it. Is it going to put a damper on our economy? It may or it may not. Okay? It may put a, a damper on it. It may put a, uh, uh, a so-called uh, 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 whoomp on the, uh, on the economy. Okay? It's, but it's going to affect... You know, uh, tourist areas that might affect, uh, you know, uh, just just generalized uh, uh, travel to the United States from people coming in from China and stuff like that and other people around the region. Yes, it's going to put an effect on that. Okay, but folks, we don't grow our economy just on that alone. We have a national economy such as an international economy. Okay, what I'm saying is the international economy will take a bump. It will. Okay? But it won't take a permanent bump. It will only take a temporary bump until we can resolve this thing. Until we can resolve the issue of what needs to be done. Okay? The national economy is always going to rise and decrease. It's always going to go up and down, folks. It's always going to go up and down. And it doesn't matter who your president is. Well, in, in the long term, it does matter who your president is. Okay? But that's on a different scale, folks. Okay? The economy will always go up and down depending on, you know, basically uh, how, it, how it allows it to. You know, how the system allows its own system <laughs> to control its economy. Uh, it's been going on like that for 50, 100 something odd years. But folks, I mean, that's on a different scale we're talking about what's best for the American people. And I think Trump should go to his advisors in the science field, the CDC centers, and other centers that have a strong um, influence on this disease, that have a strong understanding on this. Don't go to your senior advisors. Don't go to your, 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 your other people in your administration because they don't know – what this thing is about. Go to those people I've told you to go to, okay? And that's the only way, the only way, okay, people can take President Trump serious on controlling this because that's what the, that's what the American people want. They want a president that can take seriousness on foreign diseases and viruses, okay? Because this thing, this, this, this virus is a foreign virus. This virus, we have no idea yet about it. Okay, it's just it's just like, you know, when AIDS uh, came into the, uh, the United States, no one knew nothing about AIDS. They didn't know uh, how to control it, this and that. And as 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 much as our uh, uh, evolution and, and, and our technology grew in the United States and we and we developed uh, treatments and such and such to control it and help manage it, things got better, did they not? Just like any other virus or disease, the common cold, what do you do? You go and you, uh, you get the medication for the common cold. A couple days later, you feel fine. See, folks, we're not there yet with this disease. We're not there yet with this, this virus, okay? 
Okay, is it a disease and a virus? Same, same thing. One and one and the other make up the same thing. It's a major, major worldly thing. Folks, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back on the show. Uh, don't go nowhere. Hey guys, if you're out there trying to find something natural for your body, you know, you're getting tired of taking medicine or you're just not one of those, you know, pill popping type of people, you know, um, try hemp. Uh, What is hemp? Hemp is very natural and it's great for your body. It's known to help people with um, Alzheimer's, uh, epilepsy, seizures, uh, just about everything, headaches. I mean, it's it's very natural, folks. Um, and it's becoming very popular as well, too. Uh, the hemp industry is suspected to grow in the next ten to twenty years, and it's, I mean, it's it's growing right now at a tremendous rate. Um, what I would recommend is try Hemp Works. Hemp Works. Uh, you could find it on just about everywhere on the internet. Uh, if you just Google Hemp Works, that's H-E-M-P-W-O-R-X. And uh, mention uh, that you heard this from the Savage Angle podcast. Don't forget to tell them that uh, the Savage Angle sent you. And uh, you're going to find some great products, uh, folks, uh, with Hemp Works. I have Hemp Works products at my house that I use. And I'm telling you what, folks. It's a great company, and they supply great natural uh, products. And they stand by their guarantee as well. So if you're out there and you want to find something new, something natural for your body, uh, log on to HempWorks. Uh, you're going to love their products, folks. Hey, folks, back to the show here. Um, talking about the... Uh the uh, ongoing saga of the uh, coronavirus. I, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I can't get enough of this thing. You know, it just, this thing is just, you know, I mean, uh, who's to say? Uh, are we suffering from a coronavirus uh, phobia? I think we are. Some of us are, and it's so easy to manipulate. Uh, you know, us as Americans. I, I, I really do. I mean, you could say something, I mean, like this goes back to the swan flu. This goes back to, I mean, does everybody remember Ebola and how crazy Ebola was? I mean, these are all like phobias, okay? And, and you know, is it serious? Yes, it is serious, folks. But, you know, we have to move along with our lives and, and understand that this, this one thing shouldn't hurt us as an Americans, Okay, it shouldn't develop a scare so much to us where we have to like literally just like understand, understand on, you know, the fundamentals of what life is supposed to be. Okay, and for one, folks, I'm not going to be those group of, in that group of people where it's going to affect my life so damn bad where I'm just going to say, oh, coronavirus, uh, I have to uh, I, I can't go to work. I, I, I can't get up and uh, uh, basically uh, 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 format my life the way it's supposed to be. No, folks, I'm not like that. I was never like that. And I'm not sure sure as hell not going to start now. But with that being said, folks, I want to move along with the show. I want to move along with the show. Uh, good news. 
the youth of America, folks. Okay, I don't know if anybody has seen this, but you know the uh, the Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Yeah, uh, you know uh, uh, old man Sanders. Uh, the youth of America. <laughs> Oh, boy. Everybody has a name. You know, everybody uh, seems to have a name here in politics, you know, because of, you know, uh, (laughs) just the craziness of what's been going on lately in the last couple of years. But the youth of America, folks, is uh, it's it's turning away from the radical left and the Democratic uh, socialists such as uh, uh, Senator Sanders in uh, in favor of uh, conservative of uh, conservative ideas. Um, Yeah, the youth I told I told everybody. You know, this little movement, you know, you know, because, you know, politics have movements, too. I mean, you look at Trump's movement back in 2016, uh, the Make America Great Again movement. That movement, folks, I believe was the strongest movement, okay, in, in American politics. I, I really do. I, 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 I strongly uh, believe in that, that that might have been the strongest movement and the biggest movement in American politics, and, and it's continuing to this day. I mean, you know, the Trump had rolled out uh, earlier this year with the, uh, you know, make America or excuse me, keep America great. Keep America great. You know, he made America great. And now he's going to promise to keep America great uh, if he wins his uh, his uh, his reelection, which I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do that because, you know, every president, you know, when they win uh, office for the first time, you know, they they have to do their job. They have to deliver promises and uh, and and they have to stand by those. And I don't think Trump is done. I I think Trump needs to, uh, you know, finish the job of what he was elected uh, to do and uh, and continue greatness in his uh, his presidential tenure. I really do. I really do. And I'm glad that the youth right now is seeing a um, uh, is seeing the lies. Okay, The pathological lies of Sanders. Okay, because I I, I don't I don't buy what he's trying to sell to the American people. I don't buy it. I don't buy. I said this yesterday on my show. I don't buy it. I don't buy the crap. Okay, that he's selling. Okay, because you can look at old bits of old Sanders from 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 when he was a professor. Okay, and teaching, uh, uh, teaching, you know, what was it up in Vermont? Yeah, when he was teaching up in Vermont, half the crap he was telling his students. Uh, what are Jews known for for being sheep? What are black people known for for being smelly? I mean, to tell these people, these students, and then and and then and then at that time. Uh, de-announcing his Jewish heritage. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now he re-announces that he's proud to be Jewish. You know, folks, he's using that as a political stand for his candidacy for president. That's all he's doing. And see, people like that, they can use their heritage and other ethnicities uh, as an attack weapon. Okay, because all he has to say is he has to bring up that stupid thing. Oh, because I'm Jewish, no one wants to vote for me. I mean, and then everybody, oh, everybody's starting to feel sad and sorry for for Sanders. Oh, well, back then, Sanders, you you de-announced yourself that you're not proud to be Jewish. Okay, 
But now all of a sudden, now you are proud to be Jewish. It, it's like, it, it, it goes back and forth with this guy so much, so much. And I'm glad the American youth, okay, because that's, that's going to be the turning point in the election this year. Okay, it always has. I think it's been the turning point in the election for the last, oh, I don't know, last three years maybe. It's been a big factor, right, folks? It's been a really big factor on, uh, on this whole uh, 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 turning point in politics. The American youth. The American youth, folks, is our future. Okay? That American youth is always going to be the next generation of what America is going to be. Is it going to be a success? What future do we have in America? You can always turn to the youth for that, okay? Because they make a big influence on what it's going to be like in the next generation of America, okay? In my personal opinion, I think that students, once they are informed about what Bernie Sanders actually believes and why he believes it, they'll turn away from him in a record number. I do believe that. I believe, I believe the American students, okay, the youth that we have today, okay, or, or what some of us call them millennials, the millennials of today will turn away from Sanders' uh, crazy, crazy agenda of socialism, okay? And, you know, Sanders, Sanders said uh, the other, what was it, uh, about a month ago, I believe, Sanders is willing to promise everything and take other people's money away f- to pay for it. Not every student wants student loan forgiveness. Okay, did you hear what I just said? Sanders promises that he's going to deliver student loan forgiveness. Well, what does that mean? I, I'll tell you what that means. That means that Sanders is going to go towards taxpayers, okay, and take their money away from them to pay for student loan forgiveness. So that means, folks, your taxes that you pay right now are going to be tripled. They're going to go higher than they are now, okay, to pay for student loan forgiveness. Well, we already pay for half the crap that we pay for, right? We pay for people that are on food stamps, people that are on welfare, uh, uh, government aid. Yes, yes, I'm not against that, folks. What I'm against, okay, and I'm going to get get that, you know, get into that in a, in a short little while here on the show, okay, because I want to talk about that in a little bit. I want to talk about food stamps and welfare, okay, because that's been on my mind for a very, very long time, okay? I'm not against it. I'll tell you what I'm against, okay, and I'll get into that in a short period of time. Oh, you're going to want to listen to that, okay, because I'm going to go all off on that, Okay. But I want to talk about, you know, the uh, the Sanders uh, scenario here. Okay, uh, across Super Tuesday, uh, there was uh, there was an exit exit poll. Okay, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but Sanders won an outstanding sixty one percent to former Vice President Joe Biden's seventeen percent among voters under thirty. Okay. So the 61% that Sanders won, okay, versus, uh, you know, uh, Biden's 17%, those were voters under the age of 30. So, you know, from what, 18 years old 
on up to 30 years old, okay, those young voters, you know, got Sanders' attention, their, his message of what he's trying to spread. But not all the youth buys it. Half of it buy it and half of it don't. Okay, so let's just say the 61% buy his agenda. The other, what, 39%, okay, they don't buy his crap. And I sure as hell don't buy his crap because he's selling crap. Okay, it's like a salesman on the side of the road, right? When you get in the city or you go somewhere, they're trying to sell you something. You know, it's crap. Or <laughs> anybody been on the subway or, the, uh, or any type of train service, public transportation sh- service? Uh, and you get this guy that's trying to sell you something, you know, it could be something stupid like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, portable chargers for your cell phone or, you know, uh, uh, a USB charger, uh, cord because it's crap. You don't know where the hell it's been. You know, I, I understand the guy's got to make money for a living and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he's homeless and he's just trying to make a few couple little bucks or something, you know, to, you know, feed himself. You know, it's the same thing with the with the guys that go on the side of the road and they're trying to sell you some Gatorade or water or something for a couple dollars or something, you know. They, yeah, they're trying to make a living, but it's crap that they're selling you. That's what this Sanders reminds me of, a street person trying to sell somebody crap in a political message because that's all it is, is crap. And when soon people find out, okay, when people find out what he's trying to sell you, they're going to understand that Sanders can't be taken seriously, okay? Because if he's talking this way and he's trying to deliver messages this way, he's crisscrossing his messages, folks. If he crisscrosses his message, how the hell is he going to run a country? Because you can't crisscross a country when you're a, uh, when you're a leader of the free world. Uh, no, sir. No, ma'am. You can't do that. You have to deliver by promise. You have to deliver to the American people. What the American people want, you need to deliver, whether that you like it or not. And I can't take, I can't take Sanders serious. I talk more about Sanders as a as a potential candidate against Trump than than Biden. Because Biden, you know, he freezes. He froze on stage last debate and and you know, he's going to freeze against Sanders. I'm I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Sanders and Trump in November. That, that, that's what's going to happen. Oh boy. What are we looking at here? Generation Z and millennials are projected uh, projected to make uh, up to 30%, 37% of voters in the 2020 uh, presidential election. But we all know that. We all know that the Generation Z and the millennials are your... Are, are, are your voters that you have to look for. You know, everybody knows, uh, you know, that there are swing states and stuff like that that make a difference. Yes, it's always been like that, folks. Always been like that. But now that we're getting into the, uh, the 2020s, okay, things are going to change. The swing states are always going to be the difference maker, no matter, no matter what. Without a shadow of a doubt, they're always going to be difference makers that make a difference in, in, in general elections, okay? And they also make a difference in early voting and everything else. They always have been. But folks, you have to look at these, these, these generation, these next generation of young voters, okay? Because in 2016, we've seen that. And folks, we're going to see that again in 2020. 
And sure as hell, we're going to see that in 2024 and, and, and on forth. Okay, we're going to see that. We're going to see that. They're going to, they are projected to make up to 30, 37% of voters. Okay, it might be higher. Okay, that, that poll number might go up in the summer and, 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 and quite frankly in the fall. Okay, it, it might go up. It might decrease. It might go up. It, it just depends. It depends on, you know, on, 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 on who's delivering, you know, messages and agendas, you know, such as Sanders and Biden and Trump for that matter. If Trump, you know, Trump needs to stay strong. We all know that he's a strong president and he has muscle behind his words. But Trump needs to stay where he's at right now. If, if anything, he could be a little bit better on delivering and, 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 and saying different things. Okay, to the American youth, I think he needs to get more involved in in in, in his involvement in the American youth, such as uh, campuses and colleges around the country. He needs to sh- he needs to hold rallies more to the American uh, youth. Yes, he does need to do that. He you know y- yes he holds rallies, you know, and and pretty much everybody comes. You know, the majority of voters right now for for Trump is showing anywhere between thirty five to like sixty. But he needs to start bringing in more younger voters under the age of 30, okay? Because we see that Biden is bringing in in that, okay? Okay, and that short little margin of 37% could be a difference maker in the 2020 election. We have to watch that. We really do. You know, I, I think the, I think, okay, the left is getting smaller, okay? But they're getting louder, okay? They're not increasing in numbers, but they're increasing in, vol- in volume. They are, folks. It's, 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 you can see that every day, you know, that their message is, uh, you know, their message is, is, is basically, uh, uh, you know, they're, gas- they're gasping. You know, they're, they're, they're losing energy. They're losing, you know, that message of what they're trying to do, okay? Okay. Uh, if you really look at what Sanders is trying to uh, tell the American people, if you look at that, you're going to understand it's not going to work in this country. It's not. Free for all Medicare, health care, that sounds great on paper. It really does. But who is it going to hurt the most? It's going to hurt the American taxpayer because right now, folks, I don't know if you like what you're paying in taxes, but I sure as hell like what I'm paying in my taxes. I like the fact that Trump lowered our taxes, okay? I sure as hell didn't like when Obama raised our taxes, okay? I didn't like that one damn bit. So if you vote for Trump, your taxes will be lowered possibly lower than they are now in the 2020 election and going forward for the next four years. They will be, okay? But if you vote for Sanders and he wins, I'm telling you right now, folks, there goes your taxes, there goes your your job growth, there goes your U.S. economy, because we will then be living under a socialist, communist country. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. It's not a scare tactic. It's going to happen. It's what we call, what are we calling it now? It's a spoiler alert, folks. You just had 
heard a spoiler alert on the Savage Angle show. Okay, that's if you vote for Bernie Sanders and his communist yet socialist agendas. The question is, is my generation, meaning my generation, okay, going to embrace the ideas of an outward socialism or soft socialism versus real results, okay? Now, with that being said, if the Democrats end up nominating Joe Biden, okay, which looks increasingly likely that they will, okay, because right now it's very, very close between Biden and Sanders, okay? I believe that President Trump can win the youth vote for the first time since 84 when Reagan as a Republican did, okay? I, 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 I think that. I think they could do that. But I also think that Sanders is really, really close to Biden, too. It's really close. I mean, the numbers are like, I mean, it's, it, it was like, you know, like, oh, God, uh, like a 50-50, uh, uh, the polls were like real close with Biden and Sanders, and, and they have been. I mean, Biden, yes, Biden just pulled up, you know, more delegates, okay, and, he, and, and the poll went up for Biden, but Sanders is trailing, you know, behind him. But not really that far behind them. I mean, you know, I mean, literally, they're, they're folks. They're on the same sidewalk. Okay, yeah, Biden's, uh, you know, down the block a little bit, but Sanders is, you know, he's getting up to that block real quick. You know, so it's going to be a close one, folks. It really is. It's going to be a real, real close one, folks. With that being said, I want to get into some uh, uh, some resolutions, some solutions. Excuse me, some solutions to uh, to the homeless, uh, 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 you know, crisis that we're having here in the United States. I want to talk about that, but I want to take a quick little break, folks. I, I really want to get into that, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on that uh, just shortly after these words. Hey guys, if you're liking my podcast so far, you should check out the podcast on Twitter. Yes, the Savage Angle podcast is now on Twitter. Just search at the Savage Angle, and uh, it'll pop up right there on the Twitter. But uh, yes, we're now on Twitter, also on Facebook. If you Google uh, the Savage Angle podcast, that will pop up as well too. And we're also on, you know, different types of platforms out there, such as Google, Spotify, Apple. And anywhere you might find your podcast at. Guys, this podcast is uh, jaw-dropping. It's unscripted and it's raw material. Just give us a try out today, guys. You'll love it. Hey, folks. I was talking about politics for the last 20 minutes here on the show. Uh, I want to close out the show. Uh, I want to get into homelessness. I know it's a soft subject um, but it's gonna it, homelessness. Believe it or not, folks, uh, it could have a could have an impact on the 2020 election. It really, it it it, it could. I know I, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds barbaric. 
But, you know, homelessness, folks, is is increasing in numbers as we see it. We see the crisis going on right now in the California valleys and in the in the uh, rules, rural areas, uh, more or less uh, uh, they favor uh, uh, city uh, areas such as uh, San Diego. I mean, you go to San Diego right now, folks, and, and homelessness is all around San Diego. You can't even walk down the damn sidewalk right now in San Diego, and uh, especially L.A., uh, Venice Beach area, without you know, uh, you know, running into a uh, you know uh, a little homeless uh, camp, so to speak, set up. Uh, homelessness today is uh, is growing at uh, tremendous numbers. It's, 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 it's getting bad. It really is. It's getting bad, uh, to the, to, to the fact that, um, uh, it's, 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 it could have a big impact again on the 2020 election. It could, it could have a real big fact on the 2020 election. Okay. Because, um, not too long ago, uh, Sanders literally, uh, literally made a statement about homelessness and he's blaming the Trump administration on not delivering, uh, uh, statements or some type of, you know, uh, solutions to, to end homelessness. Folks, you can't end homelessness. Sanders, you can't end homelessness. Homeless will always be around in this country. You know, you, you can't, uh, you know, I've uh, the other day I was listening to this podcast. Okay, I'm not delivering names, but there was a person, okay, that made a big argument on on homelessness and resolution and, and solutions on homelessness. Okay, and what needs to be done? Uh, we should all put homeless people in a mental hospital. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, every homeless person is is a mental case. Is 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 a nut job? No, 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 no. No, not every homeless person, man or woman, child is a nut job in this country. They don't belong in mental uh, institutes. Not all 100% of them don't, okay? Some people are homeless today, folks. Do you know some people are homeless today but still maintain a part-time or full-time job? Oh, they do. They do. They do. Well, Mike, why are they why are they homeless if they have a full or a part time job, uh, you know, and living in a tent in the woods or on the side of uh, a bench, a parking, uh, a park bench, on the side of the sidewalk? Why, why are they living in 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 an experience that's the situation? Why? Why you say? It's because one or two things is going on. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, which other people do live paycheck to paycheck. Some of them are not always homeless. Some of them live in housing and such such as that. Okay, but folks, yes, the economy is growing. Okay, it's growing higher than it is now than it was three, four, five, six, seven, eight years ago. It is, but with a growing and a strong economy comes people that have to rise above poverty and homelessness. Okay, maybe just maybe. Okay. They don't have the means behind their funds to put down as a deposit for a house or an apartment or a mobile home or, you know, some people, you know, just make enough to where they can survive. Okay. And that's what's going on, folks, right now. Okay. 
You can look at the percentage rates, okay, with homeless today, uh, 60% of them are living paycheck to paycheck and have jobs, while the other 40% are your average day bums, okay, that prefer living on the side of the road, panhandling for money and begging for money. Those people, folks, I don't have one damn bit of respect for and I don't feel sorry for them because the 40% of those people are your homeless bums, are your men and women that prefer to stay that way, live off the, uh, the, the, the government, live off of the taxpayer, get food stamps, this and that, beg for money and still remain homeless. I don't feel a bit of sorry for them. I don't. I don't. I, I, I feel that they should be ashamed of themselves for what they're doing. Okay? Because those folks, those 40% of people, they are homeless for one or two things. Those people are homeless because they make bad decisions, they drink, they do drugs, and they pour a bad image on this country. Okay? Those are your 40% of people, men and women, that will continue to stay homeless because they have no, they don't have any bit of energy to rise above that. While the 60% bust their ass every single day and still are homeless, okay? But they get up every day. They brush their teeths if they can. They take a shower wherever they can. They go to work. They get a paycheck, but they still can't rise above poverty. They still can't rise above putting a better uh, roof over their head, so to speak. I know people today that work, okay, that live in hotels, but still go to work every day. They still go to work every day. They live in a hotel. That's their house. That's their that's their that's where they hang their hats. So, you know, you want to you want to listen to these idiotic people, these podcast hosts that want to talk about putting homeless people, put every damn homeless person, okay, in a mental hospital because they're homeless. Oh, put them in mental hospitals because they're mental. No, folks, not every homeless person is mental. They're a person just like you and me. So you're not homeless. You live in your house. Maybe you're a millionaire. Maybe you maybe you're, you know, you're a person that just, you know, doesn't make, you know, makes just enough money to have a house. Should we put you in a mental hospital? Because uh maybe you don't see eye to eye on what that homeless person sees. No, folks, you can't do that. Okay, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, and then you can't listen to people like Bernie Sanders that says, Oh, well, everybody living paycheck to paycheck, and somebody could lose their job ne- ne- next week and they can't live in this and that. You can't go into a paranoia state of mind because of this problem. My solution is to leave people alone and allow them to deliver on what their life wants to be, okay? But yes, yes, there is a, 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 a homeless crisis in California and other areas with homeless, okay? What we should be doing is looking at the homeless criminals in those areas that do drugs, 
drink excessively, and run businesses out of town because they set up tents, okay? Those people, yes, I believe should be in mental hospitals. What I think they should do is cut their damn tents, slash them up, burn them up, then they won't have to have a tent on the side of the road. Then they won't be uh, uh, running uh, little small mama and papa shops and, and large corporations out of town because of their of their activity, their drug activity. Those folks, those people, those need, okay, to be in mental hospitals because there's something mentally wrong with them. But not every homeless person, man, woman, or child has mental problems. They're just facing a little hardship, okay? That's the difference maker. And also, like I said, it's going to affect the general election. It is. Because those small people, okay, that maybe that, that 10% or 20% of people, they need a strong president behind to stand by their message. Folks, I'm going to close it up here on the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast and uh, join us uh, everywhere uh, on the pla- uh, podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we could also be found on Facebook, the Savage Angle Podcast, and also on Twitter at the Savage Angle and Wherever you find podcasts, we are at, folks. Okay? Thank you for joining today's show, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks a lot, folks. And remember, to be yourself, don't be an average person. (laughs) Like I say, be savage and get where you want to go in life. Thanks. Savage. Uncut. Unfiltered. Raw. I don't know what the hell people are always complaining about. You know, I do a podcast and they just, they, they, they never know when to, you know, just shut their mouths and let me talk. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is the savage angle. This isn't uh, your, your rickety-dickety, uh, you know, 1980s or 1990s uh, uh, talk radio show. I say what's on my mind. And, you know, folks like that. Savage Angle. We'll be right back after these words. Savage Angle. Follow on Facebook, The Savage Angle Podcast. Also can be found on Spotify, Google, Apple, and anywhere you find your podcast. The Savage Angle Show. Subscribe now.